0: Welcome to the More Than Hearers Podcast. I'm Orion. Hi. I'm here with Peter. We're in the Bible. And that's because we talk Bible on this show. We do. Uh, What's the thing? 40. This is episode 40. Do you remember how excited we were about 10? 10 uh the 10th anniversary the 10th anniversary yes this is the fourth
1: 10th anniversary
0: oh man we are rolling along we have we have done did, okay you showed me this uh, a little bit ago you're like did you know we hit our anniversary our podcast anniversary and it was last didn't month. know it yeah it, it's gone isn't that fun It's, it's long gone. we have so yeah if you're listening and you've been with us since day zero um, yeah, episode zero. We had an episode zero. <laughs> no one ever heard it. <laughs> no. Maybe we should do that as like a limited release. It it'd be the same content but worse that we already released. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's not. Okay. Never mind. So anyway, you, you if you've been around for a little while, um, yeah, forty is a milestone. Uh, we've been doing this for a year. That's a milestone, and. We enjoy doing this, so we're going to do another year. We decided it's in the contract. We upped. Uh, what is it? If you want to talk to us about stuff, um, you have to do it in a, with a keyboard or a touch screen, but you can do it with the podcast at morethanhearers.com. You can hit us up at our Facebook page. You can like leave a like or a comment on one of Peter's clever uh, musings there. And you can, what is it? Oh yeah, you got another page. It's Facebook dot slash more than hearers. Twitter, I'm at Orion plays music. Peter is at MTH underscore Peter. And do you get anything on that, Peter? So far, never. I, never. No. Not okay. the. I should check. So it's like a repeatable waste of time every every time we it's, say it's, that. There's gonna be a breakthrough. Okay. Right. I should. I don't even know if I'm logged into it, so I should check. Uh, check him you might have a bunch of outstanding messages why is this guy not follow through like he should <laughs> instagram uh-huh at more than hearers I, that's a place uh i noticed we actually got some extra we got some ratings and reviews on the iphone uh, podcast app very exciting we're very pleased to see those so encouraging people to leave more of those how many do you know that there are I know of the three reviews. Okay, because last I saw
1: there were two. Yeah, and then I just saw there were three.
0: Yeah, my sister left one. That was really cool. Yeah, she'll, she'll get the shout out. She's been uh, listening. She's been a follower for some time. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and then the ratings are nice. I, I don't think anyone's given us less than a five. So it shows all fives. Knock on plastic. And lastly, uh, some of you have been uh, really crazy faithful at uh, giving toward this ministry. And we do see it as a ministry. And so if others of you would like to give, it doesn't have to be faithful and regular. Um, uh, I'm just surprised that <laughs> surprised whenever I see that, like that faithful, regular, uh, contribution, like, wow, again, <laughs> again, really? Anyway, if you want to give uh PayPal, we're podcast at more than com, And we're going to talk Bible. We are in the book of Luke on schedule chapter 17 and peter asked me if i read ahead and then i said i didn't and then he said this is going to be fun or something
1: yeah that's i, think I said this is going to be fun okay I, I know you i've known you for some time I, I think people who listen probably figure we have some sort of rapport between the two of us uh-huh i, I know there's things you're passionate about okay we're going to run into one
0: okay you ready uh, i i don't know
1: I'm ready. I I'm th- excited.
0: you ever think you're ready and you're not? All the time. Okay. It, that happens to me quite often. That could be me. I don't know.
1: Here we go. All right. Good. Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> Luke chapter 17. Uh, we come off the heels of, if you listened to the previous episode, Luke chapter 16. Thank you for sticking around. Man, that was rough. It was a rough one. It was really difficult. It's just hard stuff. How do it's- we handle it? I'd love to hear what yeah. people think about how we handled it. I'm still unsure. Yeah, I, I'm a terrible judge of my own output in relation to these things. So uh, feel free to shoot us a message, either via the email or Facebook, Instagram, wherever you feel like. Shoot us a message and tell us what you think. If you liked it, if you hated it, if you thought, eh, I like how you guys cleverly avoided discussing this thing, sometimes that's on purpose Yeah, and sometimes it's totally on Depends accident. forgot. If you about. feel like we glossed over something we should have handled better, shoot us a message. We'll address it. Maybe. Maybe. Somehow. Yeah. Try us. I, I dare you. There's one
0: way to find out. I Is it triple dog dare you or double dog? Which one's the I, ultimate one? I think you're not supposed to. Well, if you skip the double dog, it's, it's big. It's a big deal. Yeah. It's like, whoa. Then you have to stick your tongue to a pole. I think so. Okay. Best movie ever. <laughs> Verse
1: 1 of Luke chapter 17. Jesus said to his disciples, things that cause people to stumble are bound to come we could spend all night just on that it's not even the whole verse i just want you guys to hear it because it's it's so stupid simple i just called the bible stupid it's so simple yet it's profound things that cause people to stumble are bound to come like uh, so i was in a bible study years ago uh, 10 12 years ago i don't remember And some guy in the Bible study goes, you know, it took me a long time to figure out that uh, there's no sin in being tempted.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, The sin is what you do with the temptation. It's like if you give in and you sin, that's where sin happens. But when you're tempted, that's not sinful. And it was like a breakthrough for me. It's such a duh thing. Like, well, yeah. (laughs) But for years, I'd felt such condemnation just in the temptation. Yes. And so then this is another one of those things. Things that cause people to stumble are bound to come. Well, when I see things that I think are potential stumbling blocks, a lot of times I just get discouraged right there. Like before I've even stumbled or or someone, I've seen someone else stumble. Just that it exists, I get discouraged. And yet Jesus says it right here things that cause people to stumble are bound to come. He goes, But woe to anyone through whom they come. Mm.
0: Like, things are going to make you stumble, but don't be the thing. That's a new thought to me. I mean, I like. Just coming from Jesus, because we see Paul many times talk about not being a stumbling block, right? Like, yeah, like there's a lot of preaching it and that that part of it is, is subtle, but it's in there repeatedly, not, not to be a stumbling block to your brother or sister in Christ. But then Jesus said it first is a new thought to me. And, um, and he says, whoa, he, right. he's not so just discouraging it. It's a curse. Uh, right.
1: I probably said that too quiet for the microphone. It, it's a curse. It's like, cursed are you? Like the Beatitudes, right? Oh, yeah. Blessed, blessed are the poor in spirit. Instead, it's cursed is the person who brings a stumbling block. Sure. It, it really, it, like, I realize I'm taking some liberty with the scripture, but I'm really not. Uh, I'm teaching elsewhere. I'm teaching a study through Galatians. And in the first chapter of Galatians, Paul references um, his frustration with the Galatian church because they've. Turned away from the gospel towards, uh, basically, Judaizers is what Paul calls them in other places. But what's a Judaizer? It's someone uh, in the early church. The church came and accepted the gospel. And then these guys came in and said, okay, you got Jesus, super cool. Well, now you got to have the law, too. You got to have circumcision and Sabbath and all of this other but stuff. But what's that
0: word come from? Ju- Ju-
1: uh, Ju- Jews. Judaism. Judaizers. Yeah, Judaism. Yeah. yeah. Ah, yeah. It's, it's Jesus plus the law. Don't we still see that? Oh, yeah. Today. I know
0: people who are caught up in churches just that are very much this. And, they and preach proud, Jesus plus the law. Yes, or, or they preach Judaism plus Jesus or whatever, however right. they, they, they want to phrase it. But it's this adherence to Judaism. Like we see Judeo-Christian when you hear that in politics right. all the time. Like, oh, yeah, we're we're for that because it's Judeo-Christian. Right. It's like as Christians, we shouldn't be for anything that's Judeo-anything. Like that's not what Christians should be about. Christians should be about Christ.
1: And I want to delineate something important to what you said, because it, it, your statement, while it's not wrong, is a, it's a little too blanket for me. Meaning there are groups out there. Uh, they call them Messianic Jews or completed Jews or whatever. Uh, Jews for Jesus is one of those I'm groups. Familiar. And, and in many of those cases, these are folks who are sold out Bible believing Christians. Yes.
0: Who are ethnically and or culturally Jewish. Yes, but that is not, not Judaism. Right. So thank you for clearing that. Yeah, the, so uh, it's not everybody who identifies as Jewish and Christian no. is a Judaizer. No, it's those who identify with Judaism as a religion. Right. Because that's not what we're about. And, and it, we can argue about that. I mean, you and I probably won't. But uh, Judaism is sort of the means by which we got to Jesus. Right. But, I mean, just as the law was the schoolmaster to point us to Christ— but just because it's the history doesn't mean it's the present. It's like saying you're a Star
1: Wars fan, but you only subscribe to episodes 1, 2, and 3.
0: Uh-oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't think those people exist. <laughs> At all. Anyway, I have Star Wars humor there. If you're not a Star Wars nerd, that went over your head. But uh,
0: it, so, it's, Sorry, I derailed your thought there. But I, It I did. Felt, yeah. No,
1: it, but that's. Uh, I wanted to just adjust that clarification. Judaism is so difficult, or, or the phrase Jewish is so difficult to discuss because it's got layers. You need to define it. Well, yeah. So that's that's the thing is there are plenty of people who are just ethnically Jewish. They've never been in a temple. They've never uh, – because they're ethnically Jewish, they were probably circumcised. But they've they've never even met with a rabbi or anything else. But they identify as Jewish because they are ethnically Jews. Whereas, then there's also this idea of religious Judaism. My aunt, who's of Italian descent and was raised Catholic, converted, converted to Judaism. She claims to be Jewish. She has no ethnicity. She has no Jewish ethnicity at all. These two roads never meet. And so when you say, oh, it's Jews who try to infiltrate Christianity or whatever. Well, that's uh, not all of that is bad, depending on what context you're talking about it. We diverged on that big time. <laughs> My whole point was this. Um, in Galatians, Paul's talking about this and he goes, if anyone. He goes, if if uh any other preacher or an angel from heaven, or he goes, you know, I myself come to you and preach any other gospel than the one which you were originally given. He basically says curse them, a curse on them, mm-hmm. woe to them. It's this same kind of thing of Jesus goes, look, things are going to come along that make people stumble. They just do. But he goes, woe to the person who brings it. It's, it's not good news. He says it would be better for them, this is verse two, to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around their neck than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. Did that
0: escalate quickly or is that is that just how it should go?
1: I think it's just how it should go. Okay, I think good. when Jesus says woe to you, millstone around your neck tossed into the sea probably isn't the worst thing that could happen. You're here. I'm just saying. I Millstones is so funny. I, I like that show, American Pickers. Have you watched this? I am not familiar. I, I don't know why I like it, but just like it. And they did an episode where actually they picked stuff for William Shatner, of all people. Okay. One of the things he wanted was a millstone. These things are huge. Have you seen these things? No. They're like four, five, six foot in diameter. Huge stones. They weigh lots. They're, they're stone? Yeah. Yeah, they were used to like grind wheat and to stuff. Mill. Back things. in the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mill things. Yeah, exactly. Um, they weigh much more than one person. You could tie a cement block around someone's neck and throw them in the ocean, it would be just as bad. But Jesus goes, no, give them all the weight. Yeah. All the way to the bottom. That's, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's almost extreme. Um, verse three. Oh, uh, somebody's going to ask. Actually, you guys never ask us
0: anything typically. I mean, we've gotten a couple of I was questions. wondering who the little, little ones might be.
1: Yeah. So the parallel to this in the other gospels is Jesus has got a kid on his lap.
0: And that's what I, I thought this was about. Yeah.
1: Um but it's it's not just kids. It's not just woe to you if you cause kids to stumble. It's woe to you if you cause old ladies to stumble or old men or people your own age or yourself. Hmm. Yeah. Self-stumbler. I don't want to say that out loud. Now, verse 3. So watch yourselves. If your brother or sister and i'm reading uh niv 2011 uh if you're reading in a paper bible because you're not driving don't read your bible and drive um if you're reading a paper bible it's just as if your brother and you're like wait a minute peter added or sister it's just it's because the greek pronoun there was gender neutral and so they've updated it that's all if your brother or sister sins against you rebuke them amen i'm good for this (laughs) and if they repent forgive them can i get an amen even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. Okay, now that's extreme. We found the extremism. Jesus is an extremist?
0: <laughs>
1: of course. Oh, Ryan, you have opinions about forgiveness in the Bible. Uh, I this do, is why I was
0: excited about this chapter I do, you. yeah. And this is why I didn't know if I was excited or ready for this or not, I guess.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, but yeah, um, should I share my thoughts or... I think it's great. People will either listen because they love it or they will
1: listen because they hate us. I think it's great that you have those thoughts. Or okay, K, maybe both. No, I'm just kidding. I love it. That's why I brought it up and I asked you
0: to bring it up. So I, I came to an understanding from the scriptures, I think, and I'm always open to correction on this stuff. But um, I
1: think this scripture supports this, just so you know. Sure.
0: Uh, I was asked to... to teach teach is the wrong word um i was asked to lead a discussion uh in a c- class that went through it was called i think uh difficult subjects of the bible or yes. difficult passages of the bible and there was s- seven or ten or so uh, different they were the things you read and you go ooh. What's that mean exactly? There were at least four, if not six. Yeah, I want to say that maybe there were six. Seven I had one, that? you
1: had one. I know of two other people that each had one.
0: Seven be too spooky. Yeah, I, thought I, had, I thought I had two, but uh, I think oh. I did because somebody ended up bailing out after of, your first one out of church completely, actually, and I had to uh, take their week. Oh, but, <laughs> 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 you're remembering things. <them. laughs> so anyway, one of mine was. Uh, for it was about forgiveness but it was about um uh, oh shoot i don't even remember the details about what it was about anyway what i came to this understanding and it was challenging to come to this understanding because it's not necessarily something i wanted to come to this position on it's not like i wanted to be able to to say oh yes i think the hardest possible position that we should have about forgiveness is true um but You here's didn't how I go into it with a
1: hypothesis and then find stuff to support it. You went no. into it with a different hypothesis and came out with this.
0: I did. And and where I landed was a uh, quick summary. Forgiveness isn't – well, but, but basically forgiveness comes one of two ways in the Bible. Uh, one is from ignorance where Jesus prays over the Roman soldiers – who were crucifying him. And he says, forgive them. For they know not what they do. And I'm getting chills right now just thinking about it. This is a really heavy topic for me. I, I So you know I love it. I'm yeah. excited we're talking about it. So so yeah, there's these two cases where Jesus seems to say that is where forgiveness is extended, in case of ignorance or two, in the case of repentance. There is no third case where the person willingly sins does not ask for re- forgiveness, does not repent, and they still get forgiven. That is not a case that I could find in the Bible. And so when we find people, and this is a tough thing for for people to talk about, uh, people who are, people who are victims of abuse, where the thing that they, as part of counseling, they're they're told to forgive those people. Just you got to forgive them. And and biblically speaking. Without the emotion and without the uh, psychology about it and all that stuff, I can't speak to all that. But just biblically speaking, I'm not sure that those people, in fact, I, I'm confident they're not warranting your forgiveness. There's something else that needs to come. Uh, clo- you know, Closure can come in other ways, but forgiveness is not what they – they don't get that biblically. Um, and then – but the other half of that, the other half of that coin that makes this such, such a challenging thing is, is, right, is here. right here. Yeah. And that's because – uh, when someone does sin and then repents, you have to forgive them.
1: So, yeah, you said this in this discussion years ago of, Jesus says, forgive as I have forgiven you. And We don't get forgiveness for our sins. In 1 John 1, 9, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. But absent that confession, that repentance... There is no forgiveness. And, but yet, once we're repentant and confess, it's done. Yes. And so we're called to forgive as Christ forgave, which means as soon as someone comes to us and seeks forgiveness, we're obligated. Yeah. There's no reason there. We have no justification to hold back whatsoever. Not, hey, I just need a little time. Right. No. No. No, we don't. We're not. This is hard. I like, I say this to all of you, all 10 of you that listen to us, knowing that it's easier for me to tell you than it is for me to tell me. But at the same time, nowhere do we see Jesus except for the case of the ignorance at the foot of the cross. But nowhere do we see willful sin where Jesus goes, ah, I got to forgive that. <laughs> Like,
0: <laughs> no, he doesn't.
1: We can't back it up biblically. Yeah. And and I've had this discussion with people before because I was totally moved by your sharing this the first time. And people have gone, well, he's got forgiveness for all of us.
0: Yes. It's in the wings.
1: Uh, yep. Yep. It's waiting. Uh, He You're right. He does. And we need to be prepared in in season, out of season, in a moment we're ready for and in a moment we're not ready for to give forgiveness. That forgiveness when it's sought from us.
0: One final thought on Please. this, and, and this is I'm going to call it the ugly truth because I mean it's here. Jesus has said some things. He said some extremist things here, right? I mean the millstone. Yeah, like that's a that's an extreme. Go kill yourself, <laughs> uh, or, or have someone else do it for you. I don't know what the rule <laughs> yeah, is probably. there, but it takes a few people to toss a millstone. <laughs> yeah, over you board. can't do it yourself <laughs> unless you start at the top of a hill. Uh, I've got a plan. Okay, so. <laughs> The, uh, but this forgiveness. So someone in the group, when, when we had this discussion before, said they, they were sharing their view of forgiveness. And it says they said forgiveness doesn't mean uh, that you let uh, someone who abused you back into your house or back into your life necessarily. And I said, yes, it does. And it was like I outrage. wish you hadn't brought this up. Well, I,
1: I think it's here. <laughs> I, it is. It's the hardest teaching in the world. I think I, so. But, I, but
0: this is – and by the way, everyone, this is not like, oh, yeah, I've got that figured out. Yeah, okay. Peter just addressed this. This is the ugly truth is that the way God forgives you and me is the way that we're supposed to forgive everybody, which goes against all reasoning that we could come up with on our, on our own. We say, oh, I've been burned by that, that fellow or that, that woman. I will not be burned again, but I will forgive. Well, forgiveness, the way God does it, puts yourself in a position to be burned again and again and again as long as that person repents. Because if you go to Jesus, right, or you go to God and you go, hey,
1: God, remember that uh, time I stole some now and laters from 7-Eleven in the seventh grade? God goes, no, I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> right, amen. No, I'm a now and later
1: stealer. <laughs> I've never seen you do that. right. That's that's how it is. That's, that's God's the, forgiveness. That's like, the real forgiveness.
0: It's bananas. Yeah. No, I don't get it. I'm saying I'm not saying I get it. I'm just saying I'm pretty sure that that's how it's supposed to be for us to other people. And can we do it? Only by the grace of God, I suppose. The power of the Holy Spirit. And
1: people are gonna. You're either going to write us, or you're going to corner us. If those of you who know us uh, locally, or you're going to corner us and go. But we're supposed to use discernment in dealing with other people. Not Fine, the, give yourself an out. However, you want to give yourself yeah, no, an out. That's all it is. All I can do is tell you. All we can do is tell you what the Bible says. That's this it. is where we lose all twelve of our listeners. That's it. Like I think we have eleven because we have eleven ratings
0: on. People get on mad. I podcast. didn't know the Bible said that. I'm out.
1: I. I here's the truth of it, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that the Bible says this because it is hard. This is why this side of heaven, we will not be perfect because we bump into this crap crap. (laughs) Oh man, we bump into this stuff. And, and I've said this, I don't know if I've said it on this podcast. I've said it other places. If I come to a place in the Bible where my theology does not meet with scripture, I must move mm-hmm. out of the way that's so hard because that's where i hit with this as i go i'm not there the bible can't be saying that i agree with you orion it does but my mind goes well, i can't be right but yeah. it is which means if that's truth then i'm wrong what i think and know and believe and hold true and all the things i've ever said to anybody about forgiveness was wrong I don't want to teach this anymore. Look, there's another verse. Oh. You want proof that this is hard? Because maybe you've read it a hundred times You go. It's easier than that. You guys are making it easy. Verse 5 ruins your argument that this is easy because it says the apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. It's got an exclamation point. I'm not gonna yell, but increase our faith. They go.
0: Uh I can't do any of this. You're going to have to give me more faith. Everything you just said, I, I just can't. Yeah I, yeah, I can't even. I can't even.
1: He replied, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. This is as ridiculous, you guys, as the millstone. You can walk up to a tree. Are you watching the Bible right now? No, I'm telling you what it says. <laughs> okay. A tree, Uh a a tree. That's what it says. You hearing me? A tree. You walk up to the tree and go, "Hey, out of my yard, go plant yourself in the ocean." And tree goes, "Mm -hmm." "All right." (laughs) And just (laughs) like that's what it says. (laughs) Why do trees always have deep voices? Uh, I mean, wisdom. Uh, Maybe (laughs) they've been around for a while. Okay. Anyway, that's it. That's. They go, increase our faith. Jesus goes, small as a mustard
0: seed. You can tell trees what to do. So honestly, I've never tried this. It might (laughs) work. I'm a little, I feel silly trying. So, so far I just haven't yet. (sighs) I don't don't actually even know where a mulberry, I think it specifically has to be a mulberry. That's that's the the loophole. I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Suppose one of you, this is verse seven, plowing or
1: looking after the sheep. Will he say to the servant when he comes in from the field, Come along now and sit down to eat. Won't he rather say, Prepare my supper, get yourself ready, and wait on me while I eat and drink. After that, you may eat and drink. Will he thank the servant because he did what he was told to do? I know. So you also, when you have done everything you were told to do, should say, We are unworthy servants. We have only done our duty increase my faith Dude, I, this is hard because we're a ugh. there's so much in today's uh society particularly in church circles but in circles in general where we want to be critical of every kid who plays soccer now gets a trophy uh wait we are we are critical of that right yeah yeah, yeah. That's what I said. Okay. We're critical. That's of okay it. to be critical. Yeah, I'm that, not saying there's right? anything wrong with okay. it. I'm just saying there was a time when I was a kid, I, I played T-ball, my team stank. We got nothing. I got yeah. pictures of me in my T-ball uniform. If I didn't get anything else, I don't care. That's fine. Sure. Sure. I grew up okay. I, I wasn't heartbroken. But we still want a pat on the back for a job well done. Even if we didn't do a good job. Oh, even if. <laughs> even if we did. Let's just say you, you have a job. I'm in a. I work for myself, so this is a terrible analogy. <laughs> great job, me. I have, I have kid. My, my daughter my daughter uh, is in her 20s. She has a job. And this job she, she has now she really likes. But she's had jobs before that were really frustrating and really difficult. And she got really discouraged. And she felt like she was working really hard. And the people there didn't acknowledge her hard work. And I would – you know, I think she's great. She's my kid. But I would – my response to her was – Um, At the end of two weeks, what happens? She goes, I get paid. I go, they gave you money for doing what they told you to do. Good job. She goes, well, no, I want uh, some effort. No, no, they gave you money. Every two weeks, they give you money. That was the agreement. That's all they ever offered for you. Would it be great if they said, hey, great job. Thanks for your hard work, all of those things. I try to do that with my guys that work for me every day. Well, not every day because I don't see them on the weekends because we're closed. But I try to do that. Hey, thanks. Hard work today. It was a rough day. We did our best. Or slow day today. Thanks for staying busy. Whatever it might be. Yeah, I try to do that. But the fact is, is the end of two weeks, uh, my, where I work, uh, I pay my guys weekly, uh, they give you money. But Jesus is going, suppose you did everything you were supposed to do and you did it well. At the end of it all... Uh, Verse 10, he goes, so also when you have done everything you were told to do, you should say, I'm an unworthy servant, I've only done my duty. (laughs) As Christians, when we live the obedient Christian life, when we're living as Christ-like people and we're seeking after God and we're forgiving seven times in a day and all of those things at the end of the day... We don't get to pat ourselves on the back and go, I'm such a great Christian. Right. Jesus goes, nope, uh, you're unworthy servants. You've only done what you were supposed to do.
0: Yeah, that's supposed
1: to be our attitude. This isn't the sheep Jesus. No. This is not the kind sheep loving. We want to, the, the Christian church has been trying to teach for the last couple of decades that a really nice God will help out people who are trying their best. And
0: that's not the gospel. The internet invented the buddy Jesus. No kevin smith entered
1: invented the buddy jesus really buddy christ isn't a movie buddy christ buddy christ
0: i thought it was a thing before no really it's from it's, it's from the movie it's from the movie yeah oh yeah. well it's wrong uh, it's kind of right sometimes but then it's also wrong uh, this verse i i don't know of any church that's teaching this on a sunday yeah i
1: might have to teach this oh i teach sometimes on sundays warn me no, don't worry. <laughs> I already warned you about the next one. you got the preview. Nobody else is okay, getting Okay, I'm looking forward to it. So you also, when you have done everything you were told to do, should say, we're, we are unworthy servants. We have only done our duty. Guys, our reward is eternity in heaven with God.
0: That should be enough. I think it cuts the mustard seed. That'll do. Seed. The mustard seed. I, I <laughs> thought you were going with... <laughs> I didn't see yeah. it coming until it was there. Uh, it...
1: It's so hard to say this stuff. It is so hard. None of this is making
0: you guys feel any better. But This is uh, chapter 17 of Luke is the, the chapter of hard teachings. Is that what this is? Oh, I don't know. 16 was pretty rough. 16 was the uh, you can't understand it. So 17 yeah. is the <laughs> you don't want it. You understand this, but <laughs> yes. you'll wish it was 16
1: <laughs> That's again. That's right. 17 turns a corner, verse 11. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And as he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance, which they were supposed to do. And they called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go, show yourself to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and he thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? And then he said to them, rinse and go, your faith has made you well. Rise and go. Oh, sorry. I rinse. Rise and go. <laughs> Rinse, lather, rinse, repeat. repeat. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Almost snorted. Uh, rinse and go. Your faith has made you well. A couple of things you guys want. Uh, I want you guys to know about this. You said rinse again. By the way, did I? Are you serious? <laughs> Rewind the tape. I want to hear it. Oh, we will hear it. again. Oh man, this is going to end up on Instagram. I just know it. Uh. Leprosy is a bad skin disease. It makes things fall off. Your nose falls off. Your fingers fall off. It's bad. And in this society, those people were uncleaned and ostracized. Uncleaned? They were unclean <laughs> they were and cleaned. ostracized. Um, but there were rules. Like if you got better from your leprosy, you had to go show yourself to a priest. Make a sacrifice at the temple. The priest went, yep, you're clean. Uh, go rinse. Actually, I had to go wash. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you did have to rinse. Um Finally, and you and you're right. good, and you're you're certified clean by the priest, and so Jesus goes. Uh, they said, "Master, have pity on us." And Jesus didn't do anything. He just said, "Go, show yourself to the priest." You can almost see them like look down at their hands and stuff, and go, "He's just going to send us away again." Right? Like, sure, we're not. But they went on faith. Faith. It comes up like if you remember Romans four when we that was episode four. Uh, yeah. Paul talks about how it's our faith. Our righteousness comes by our faith. This is such a great example of it that they were like, well, okay, let's go. And just walked out, And the closer they got to the temple, right, to the priests, the cleaner they got because they stepped out in faith. Hmm. Before they saw anything, before they got any healing, they were like, Jesus said, go do it. I'm not ready for it. Right, I'm not clean enough to show myself to the priest, sure. but I'm gonna go. There's so many lessons in this; it's ridiculous. And then it's ten dudes. Nine guys are like, "All right, I'm clean. I'm gonna go home." One dude's like, "I, I gotta go think." Jesus. And and it's the guy who's a Samaritan, and that's funny too for me because that he went and showed himself to the priest was a bigger act of faith than the other nine. Because hmm. as a Samaritan, he shouldn't even try to go into Jerusalem, much less the temple. Sure. He's not wanted at all. But he went on the faith of Jesus. And he's the one, you know, the one of forgiven much, expected much thing here. He comes back to Jesus and gives thanks. And Jesus goes, where's the other nine? He's like, I'm not worried about them. (laughs) He goes, has no one returned to give praise to God? There's There's an other side of miracles in our lives. Big ones, little ones, whatever. Bills get paid. You get cured of leprosy. I don't know. Whatever the miracle is in your life. There's a, there's a principle here of returning to give thanks to God. So often we beg God. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we even come to God with praise and worship in our request. Fine. It's, well, great. I'm not criticizing either method at all. Sometimes it's just sobbing, begging God. Do we remember to come back and thank him on the other side of it? I hope it's, so. It's huge. I hope so too. Verse 20. Once, it, uh, once I'm being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, The coming of the kingdom of God is not something that can be observed. Nor will people say, here it is, or, or there it is, because the kingdom of God is in your midst. There's a footnote in the NIV that says, or, or is within you. And this is so key because Israel, the Jews, uh, were looking for a political messiah. They were looking for the kingdom of God to be established as the kingdom of Israel. They knew the Messiah would be of the line in the house of David. They were expecting a new king. Overthrow Caesar, get Rome out of Israel, and Israel could be its own kingdom, the kingdom of God, because they were the people of God. And Jesus goes, it's not that. You're not going to be able to say, there's the kingdom of God. There's the king of God. Not king over God, (laughs) but the king instituted by (laughs) God. On his throne, in his palace, kingdom of God. There it is, or here it is. He goes, no, it's because it's in you. It's who rules over you. It's back to Romans 10. Jesus as Lord, is he king of your life? That's it. So verse 22, then he said to his disciples, the time is coming when you will long to see one of the days of the Son of Man, but you will not see it. People will tell you there he is, or, or here he is, Do not go running off after them, for the Son of Man in his day will be like the lightning, which flashes, lights up the sky from one end to the other, but first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. (laughs) Just Just as it was in the days of Noah, so also will it be in the days of the Son of Man. People were eating, drinking, marrying, and being given in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. And then the flood came and destroyed them all. I, I think, hopefully you're tracking with what Jesus is saying here. I just want to point this out, that there are even Bible scholars who dispute the Noah account. It was kind of like a flood, but it wasn't a whole earth flood. And it didn't really, I mean, it's metaphorical, really. Uh, Jesus talked
0: about it. I'm yeah, sure I don't, it happened. I don't see a conflict.
1: I don't either. Here we go. Uh, it was the same in the days of Lot. People were eating and drinking and buying and selling and uh, planting and building. But the day Lot left Sodom, fire and silver rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. It will be just like this on the day the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, no one who is on the housetop with possessions inside should go down to get them. Likewise, no one in the field should go back for anything. I love this verse. It's all by itself. Verse 32 of Luke 17. Remember Lot's wife. Yeah. Salty. Whoever tries to keep their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life will preserve it. I tell you, on that night, two people will be in one bed. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding grain together. One will be taken and the other left. Where, Lord, they asked. He replied, where there is a dead body, there the vultures will gather. I don't know what that means.
0: Well, you see, the vultures like to go where the dead bodies are. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Okay sure
1: anyway i'm good i I, want to i want to just talk about this really quick and we're going to wrap um but this he he gives the example of noah and of lot in sodom and gomorrah and he says it's on the same day when the son of man is revealed nobody's going to be expecting it he says the son of man is like lightning that starts at one end of the sky and works its way across and then it's gone it's that quick The Bible says elsewhere he's going to come like a thief in a night. And I'm not, this isn't apocalyptic, at least from my end by any means. I don't intend it to be that way. It's just this, that we all want to think, uh, I don't don't want to generalize that far. Um, I'd like to think I've got a little more time. I've got one more thing I want to accomplish or this one more thing I want to do. And the reality is, is we need to be ready at all times at any time and it's one of the hardest things especially in in this day and age where you know the first church believed Jesus was coming back in their lifetime and it didn't happen and we know it didn't happen and maybe the next generation thought and the next and the next and now 2,000 years later here we are still talking about he's coming quickly and we're like yeah he's coming I mean he's coming like he's gonna get here but we've lost this urgency that Jesus is coming we need to be people who are about forgiveness we need to be people who are about the Lord's work not because there's a reward in it but it's because it's the work we're obligated to do and we need to make sure that in all of that we're not a stumbling block in anybody's path because if we are woe to us
0: Man, I really wanted to interrupt you during that time. I I did, but I was like, I'm gonna let him go. I'm gonna let him go. Because it sounds like you're taking this to mean the coming of Jesus on the clouds and with the angels. I do. You don't think this was about destruction of Jerusalem? I do. Okay. (laughs) But but you think also it's about how do you okay, I was wondering, how do you rationalize (laughs) <laughs> uh, two women grinding grain, Jesus comes, one gets taken, and the other is still left grinding grain? Sure. Why? I don't know. It depends on your view of the end times, I suppose. Yeah, well, new heaven, new earth. Right. So where's this grain? What's Millennium, the need for grain? all that, I don't know. I don't have, I, I don't know. And that's why I was like, I was like, we're going to talk about that. Oh, he's just going for the- The end time, The final end version. time application. Yeah. But- I, I, I think there's a. I see less end times in this than I see destruction. AD 70. Yeah, AD 70. Yeah. When, when we say AD 70, I heard that phrase for a long time, and I heard it when people said it, I heard 8070. 8070. 70, 70 and I was like, AD. I have no idea what that means, 8070, yeah. but it's the letters AD 70. 70 I know the year of the Lord, the year of our Lord, yeah, but the year 70 where Jerusalem was invaded by Rome and destroyed. And I mean, that makes a whole lot more sense in the context of this than final coming Jesus to me, sure, just because I don't know what to do with uh, two people in bed, one of them stays and one of them's taken. Like, where's the, the is the taken one? saved
1: why would a roman soldier burst in and grab just one and leave oh. the other
0: well i mean in, in that case it it would be where do what is your citizenship yeah I, you know papers please <laughs> papers <laughs> <laughs> we both grew up in that era no um, papers yeah, uh, no. <laughs> no
1: ticket um no it's i, t- I <laughs> yeah. it's uh indiana jones um anyway Thank you for the music. Yeah. Um, this is one of those areas where um, you can, depending on your end times theology, you can look at it differently. Uh, what is my end times theology? I don't really have one. I have that same problem. Yeah, I don't. A solution? I, yeah, I think it's a solution. <laughs> I do. I, uh, I don't have one. If it happens in my lifetime, I'll let you know what happened. Um, sure. I know where I'm going at the end of things. That's my end times theology. What's it going to look like? Is there a millennial reign? Is there a pre-tribulational rapture, a mid-tribulational rapture, a post-tribulational rapture? Is there a rapture? Is there a millennial reign? Is there a new heaven or new earth? Is heaven some weird place with streets of golden trees up in the sky? Does everybody go to hell? Is hell eternal? Is hell just for the angels or just for the demons? And the, I don't know. I'm going to spend eternity with God. That's it. You want to go? I'll tell you how to get there. It sounds like a super cool place. It's got God. It's it's awesome. Uh, In the meantime, I'm gonna live as he told. Well, I'm gonna try to live as he told me to live. I was gonna say I'm gonna live as he told me to live. Well, yeah, I want to. You got this. (laughs) I stink at it sometimes, Um, but that's it. I appreciate Orion that you brought up that other um, that look at it because it's just as valid. There are plenty of. references Jesus makes and and are made in other New Testament books that very much point at the destruction of Jerusalem in AD 70. That whole thing is a super interesting historical study if you ever want to look into it. It caused a major rift between Jews and Christians that was far worse than anything you see going on in the book of Acts. Um, It's crazy stuff. Just crazy stuff and, and a a different time that i don't even know how to reference you know the total destruction of a city another 60 70 80 years later it became illegal for jews to occupy the city at all wow like they were not allowed that's how overwhelmingly destructive rome was on ancient israel